Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Let us pray. God, we so often are ruled by fear. Fear that what we say won't be heard. Fear that what we do won't be valued. Fear that our light will make others uncomfortable. Fear that who we are will not be loved. But God, you tell us over and over again, do not fear. Remove in us, God, our fear and forgive us of the sins we commit because of it. Cleanse us, God, to serve you, to shine our light, to love the world 
as you have loved us. Now, God, hear our silent prayers. Glory be to the Hear these words from the prophet Isaiah. Do not fear, I will be with you. I have called you by name, you are mine. God has called us. God has claimed us. God has forgiven us. We are forgiven, called to forgive. We are loved, called to love. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. And now for Holy Interruption. Hey, Downtown Church, this is Heather Jenkins. And George Jenkins. While we have missed being able to worship in a traditional sense, this time has allowed us to step out of our comfort zone in several ways. Joining a virtual small group through Downtown Church has been one of those opportunities that has enriched our lives these past few months. We've also enjoyed the outside worship as well and encourage y'all to come check it out if you haven't been able to as of yet. Um, We've also enjoyed the banter between Dawn and Lucas in the weekly podcast that the pandemic has created. We do hope that we're able to resume traditional worship and the holy interruption in the coming months to bring back the fellowship as well as the delicious coffee and cookies. We hope to see y'all soon. If you're enjoying this podcast, we invite you to pass it along to a friend who you think might enjoy it too. Our scripture reading today comes from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, no one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket but on the lamp stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Title of today's sermon is Turn Up Your Light. Y'all know that inner dialogue we have that goes on all day long, making comments about the world around us, like, 
why are those construction workers hanging out in the middle of the road? Like, don't they see all those cars waiting behind them? Sometimes that inner dialogue, it has this tendency to work its way out from the inside out of our mouths to others with things like, dang, she is bold wearing that here. Or do you think he knows he has two different shoes on? Do you think she looked in the mirror before walking out of the house with her hair looking like that? Y'all know what I'm talking about. This constant dialogue with ourselves and with others is like second nature at times. And it's not always negative. Sometimes it's positive. Like, wow, I love her style. Or I wish I felt confident enough to rock that outfit like he does. I don't know if y'all do this too, but I am constantly thinking about how I might be seen, what I need to wear, who I might run into, and you know, what, what are they going to think about my choice to wear sneakers and a pullover instead of a dress and heels? I'm beginning to wonder what life would be like without that inner dialogue. Even if we could just turn it down a little, not completely, just some. What might I wear? Who might I be? Well, these questions, they're important as we take a look at what Jesus teaches us. For many, if not all of us, have a hard time hearing, hearing what Jesus says over all the inner dialogue. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You, he says, you and me, we are the light. Which means that it isn't something that we possess a gift that we have inside us. No, it is who we are. And Jesus, he says it to a group of us. It's not like one person has light and another does not, or one group and another does not. No, we are the light. So if it's not something that we possess, if it is something that just is in our being, we must pause and ask why Jesus has to tell us to shine. If it's already who we are, why does Jesus have to go out of his way and tell us to be the light? I think it is in part because of our inner dialogue. I mean, how many of us are 100% confident in our skin all the time? How many of us don't care what others are going to say about us? How many of us are ready to share all of who we are with all of the world? I'd venture to say not many. Even those of us who are very much in tune with our light, perhaps those of us who know what our light is, we turn down our light the most because we don't want it to be dimmed by others easier if we dim it than letting someone else dim our light. We don't, we don't want other people's opinions or criticisms, you know, the, the injury that comes when others don't like our light or feel threatened by it or embarrassed by it. Comments from our friends that we're trying too hard or putting too much of ourselves out there. Comments from our family that reveal they are ashamed of who we are. 
comments and looks and criticisms from strangers and trolls, people we don't even know. Comments that make us want to hide our light. Well, because it feels safer that way. Jesus knows this about us. It's why he says, no one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel. When you light a lamp, you put it on a lampstand. It gives light to all in the house. In other words, no one turns on the flashlight on their phone and then sticks it in their pocket. What good does that flashlight do? None at all. Jesus, he's drawing this comparison to how foolish in God's eyes it is that we go to these lengths to hide part of our light ourselves from others. God sees us. God designed the light that is us. God knows what we are capable of being, but it is us that gets in the way. It is us. We get in the way of each other being the light. A friend of mine has been wanting to write a book for a long time. And he goes through these seasons in life where he'll get up early before the sun and he'll set a timer and write for 30 to 45 minutes. He gets into these rhythms of writing in the morning before the rest of his family wakes up and gets going before he heads to his day job. And he's gotten pretty far throughout the years, enough of a manuscript to publish, to put out for the world to see, but there's always something that holds him back. You guessed it. It's the inner dialogue, this constant critique. What if the words aren't good enough? What if What if the words get twisted and misinterpreted from what he meant? What if the words he wrote six months ago are all triggering now? What if nobody reads it? What if everyone does? It is the fear of what others are going to think about him. It is the fear of showing too much of himself. It's just better, safer when it's between him and the page. It's not just writers who feel this way. It is the attorney who longs to be on the Broadway stage, and it's the doctor who longs for the food insecurity in his patients to be cured. It is the teacher who longs for that Ph.D., Another trap we fall into, a justification for turning down our light, is that we tell ourselves that we aren't needed, or someone else tells us that we aren't needed. Someone else is already doing that here. We depend too much on the community to validate our light when Jesus is telling us that we are the light. We already are. We don't need anyone's approval. Please, Jesus says, please, just share it. Share yourself. Be yourself. Be the light. Downtown Church, can you imagine what would happen if everyone here started being the light? Can you imagine if you shared your full self And if someone else 
felt permission from you to share their full self, it wouldn't be too much. It would be God's design. Much like a house full of us holding our Christmas candle light singing silent night, it would render us silent in awe of what God has intended us to be. What if tomorrow each of us here was more aware of that inner dialogue? We just paid attention to it. And what if tomorrow each of us here turned that volume down? What if tomorrow each of us here turned our light up? Imagine showing up in this world fully as God creates us to be. Imagine seeing others live as they are the light. I want to see it. Amen. Don't scratch at these old wounds. It still needs some time to heal. I'll only make it through if you can only meet me here. I love you more than words can say, but I still use them anyway. Tomorrow I'd be better if I could only make a way. If I slow with this i wish i didn't mess up so quick but i think we are worth it in the end you and i are just too good we just need some time to mend
Hey, Don. Hey, Lucas. How are you feeling right now? I feel good. I feel good. We just um, hosted a service, a witness to the resurrection for Will Harbison on the back lawn, and um, it was good to be together to celebrate his life. How about you? Same. I think um, those witnesses to the resurrection just remind me of what's most important in life and challenge us to live lives better after hearing so many great things about someone who's no longer with us. Um, and yeah, it's good to be in community. Mm-hmm. It's good to be reminded of the bonds that keep us together, even in COVID, even mm-hmm. in a pandemic. Will Harbison, who we're talking about, um, died on Sunday night and he, um, was serving as an elder here at downtown church. So we are forever grateful for his life and his service and his leadership. And the way he shined his light, mm-hmm. which is, is your sermon, um, really struck me. I, I, I appreciate it. This was one of the theme verses for like one of the first middle school Bible conferences I ever went to. It's called City on a Hill, Let Your Light Shine. And, and I remember it. I remember the theme. I remember the songs. And, um, and so I was grateful for this. And, and, and your conversation about inner dialogue, it just it struck me because I have so much inner dialogue in my head. It's always going on. And, and I'm curious what what is like the common theme of your inner dialogue? Mm. I, I think it's thinking about the people around me and wondering what I could do to care for them or um, paying attention to details so that there's like an ease for people, particularly with worship that consumes my mind. And then other times I'm just like, um, a space cadet. (laughs) Like my, my dad, um, used to be really frustrated with me as a kid because he would call for us, you know, he would, we'd be out playing or, you know, it'd be time to get out of the car or whatever. And he'd say Dawn and he'd have to say it like eight times because I would just be daydreaming, you know, just thinking about something else. So it's, it's either like really concerned about people and like trying to pay attention to the details to care for people or just pie in the sky, big ideas. (laughs) Do you still give yourself space as an adult to daydream like you did as a kid? So here's the thing about when you are a space cadet, you don't, (laughs) (laughs) it's not really like something you control or give yourself permission to do. It just kind of happens. And then you realize like, oh, I need to pay attention to (laughs) what's happening in front of me. There's a time and a place where that's really nice. Mm-hmm. And then there's a time and a place where that's not good. No. So tell me more about your inner dialogue and this. Uh, where does that come from for you? This um, just wondering if you're doing enough. I think for me, it comes from uh, my desire to be appreciated, my desire to be relevant. Um, like type three on the Enneagram, I'm the achiever. Like I want to get things done. I want to support people. I want to solve problems. I want to care for people. And, and so my, my inner dialogue is you've got to do more. You've got to do more. What, like, look at what's going on in the world. Look at what, like what's going on in your day. How can you fit more, 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 which is productive to an extent. But if you let that, um, consume me, which it does sometimes it's, it's not productive. It doesn't leave space for rest. It doesn't leave space um, to daydream, to see the way that the Holy Spirit kind of works in those quiet moments. Um, so yeah, I think my mind moves really fast a lot of the time and it's just a lot of da-da-da-da-da, what do you do? What do you do? And so 
being intentional with finding ways to let my inner dialogue quiet and let my light shine of just being. Mm. Um, and for me, that's like going on a walk. I went and sat by the uh, uh, the Congaree or Saluda River Walk a couple of days ago and just sat and just watched the river move and it was quiet and I wasn't thinking about what I had to do. I was just thinking about the river and how pretty it was and what a beautiful day it was. And um, and walks and bike rides do that too. I'm wondering what, what helps you practically get back to your inner self. At the end you say, what if we turn down the inner voices, the dialogue, and we turned up our light? What activity or practice or prayerful meditation helps that happen for you? Mm. For me, it's actually engaging with people. So when I am extrovert warning, extrovert, <laughs> uh, when I am working, when I'm in this headspace of like trying to get through a to-do list or produce a product, I, I tend to be really disciplined and like just want to check things off lists and double check things off list. <laughs> you know this by working with me. Um, but if I can sit down beside someone or just start a conversation, um, I can I can be in that moment with them. Um, so yeah, I mean, it does take me from my daydream space cause I really am intentional when I'm with someone to listen to what they're saying, but it does help ground me. It helps me, um, be also worship. Um, and today was a good reminder of that on a Thursday, uh, when someone else is leading me through prayer and when the musicians are just shining their light, you know, it's, it helps me to, ground myself and to feel connected to my breath and to the people around me and to God. Um, so I'm grateful for that as well. There's something about hearing the stories of some of Will's closest friends and his family, like storytelling. I think it, I get really captured in a story. I don't think about what's going on in my head. I just want to like know more and I want mm. to hear their, their words and their stories and their funny jokes and everything. And that today was, was really spiritual for me, just hearing the stories of this guy. And, and I think about when I'm with friends and just swapping stories and telling jokes and all that kind of stuff and, and how, yeah, that is um, super life-giving for me too. One thing that um, I want the community to know about is um, Charles and I have been having this conversation too about um, just expanding on the conversation about our strengths. His top three are all people-related, empathy, connectedness. And um, he also has these strengths for like arranging ideas and people and, and coaching and teaching. And that's kind of where he has put his career, but he feels more called to just sit with people, to be with them, mm -hmm. to do spiritual direction. And I was just thinking about how maybe there's a real yearning for that right now and a calling for that um, just to be with one another, just to not expect something out of a meeting, you know, or... Uh, to produce something out of a meeting, but just to honor that person and honor that space to be with them. Just to show up with no expectations. Yeah. See what happens when strangers, friends come together. And God says, when two or more are gathered, I will be with you. And um, I feel it right now. So with that, let's go to God in prayer. God of darkness and also God of light, God of everything in between, we give you thanks today. We give you thanks for this world, for this beautiful world, for this church, for all those we love, God. 
God, meet us wherever we are, whether we're in the car, whether we're walking down the street, shopping in the store, sitting with loved ones. God, meet us. Break open our hearts of stone. Empower us to be the light. Remind us that we are, are already the light. We are created in your image. We are called to love, to shine, to bring forth your kingdom. God, equip us to participate in your son's work, reconciliation, justice, radical hospitality. God, we pray for all those who are hurting, all those who are alone. God, be with them and spur us to be with them as well. Here's now as we pray the prayer your son, Jesus the Christ, taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. Each week we affirm what we believe using the Apostles' Creed. If you want to follow along, feel free to pull it up on your phone or wherever you are. So beloved community, what is it that you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
And now the benediction. Turn down that inner dialogue that holds you back and that holds others back. Turn up your light. And as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me slash give. A special thanks to our technical team and artists of all forms. Musical composition and vocals brought to you by Zan DeBose and Sean Thompson. Audio mastery by Drew Parker. Crawl by Kina Granis. Gloria Patry by City Hymn. See Us Through by Michelle Willis. And Rock of Ages by Augustus Diplotti. Music covered under the license CCS 11209. Scripture quoted by the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible and Theological Musings and Prayer brought to you by Lucas Jones and Don Hyde. <laughs>